and a lot of big brands, legacy brands, uh, aren't doing some of those low-hanging fruit things. So the goal is to be able to come into a company and be able to audit it and see where those, not month-to-month kind of consistent work things, but where are those systems that can be put in that are one-time things and, and uh, make their business better. Today, I sit down with Dakota Sheets, who is not only an agency owner, but also a brand owner. In the past, he was able to scale a brand from $300 all the way up to a million-dollar brand, and he's doing it again with dog sauce. Today, we're going to be getting into all of that and more. I'm Nikita from AspectAgency.com. Let's get into the podcast. Dakota, what's happening? It's a pleasure to have you on the Scaling E-Commerce podcast. I know we've known each other for almost a year now. I know we ta- we started talking together when you were here for Geek Out in Nashville. And now we see each other every week on the Gratitude Call uh, with within the Geek Hub community. And I'm grateful to have you on. I love starting uh, every Monday that way. I've always been somebody that can set a tone for a week, for a day, for a moment, and just saying you're grateful for something leaves the rest of the day feeling good. So I'm grateful that you're on there and we get to do that. It's one of those things that just locks in my week. It's like one. It's like going to the gym every day. Like I know no matter how shitty my day can be, I know that I can have a place um, to work out. And the same thing, like no matter how shitty my week can be, I know that you guys are, I guess, there for my support and vice versa if anything does happen. And speaking of gratitude, I know we just had a quick conversation before we started recording that the way that you operate your agency isn't necessarily to scale up your agency, but more so to help other brands with things that they might need help with. Can you tell me a bit about that? I feel like I'm still such a rookie, Um, but I started in 2014 and we ran a brand for seven years, didn't really get into e-commerce until year three. When we sold, e-commerce was basically only 30% of our revenue. But along those steps, I started, you know, I I seek to get better and keep sharpening my tools. And I meet so many agency owners, legacy brand owners, people that are in control of legacy brands, and there's low hanging fruit. And it's like, I always want to contribute to those kinds of people because that's how things come back around. And I found myself just having hours and hours worth of conversations, follow-ups with high ups and companies to, to put in certain SOPs and whether it was low hanging fruit, like, uh, abandoned card email or, you know, things that should be so one-on-one that big companies weren't doing. We wanted to add value to, and I knew that small steps adding in, you know, it took up some time for me, uh, but where we can contribute, it comes around full circle. And um, that's always been the goal. So about, I don't know, a year and a half into tons of free calls, it was like, hey, I, I finally, uh, I kind of got good understanding of how I can make that transaction happen without me spending a bunch of my own money and making sure my right contractors were on board and not have to, uh, and teammates to not have to, uh, make anybody come so far out of budget to get them where they need to be. That's amazing. And I try to do the same thing here. Obviously my goal is to scale my agency, but I know how much grassroots, I guess there's a lot of abundance and everyone can get a client at any point, I believe. You know, and if you put in the work uh, or if you put in the groundwork early on, or at least if you help someone out, they will remember you for it. I remember when I was first starting out, I had no idea what I was doing. It took me like two to three years to finally like how agencies actually work because I was just a college dropout. And I remember those early days of people like reaching out and having those free calls like you're doing and and helping me with, um, you know, specific things, whether it's on like outreach or client fulfillment, things like that. So it's really nice that you're you're doing that and you've been able to build up a clientele base just by 
hopping on those free 30 minute calls. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that people that are doing successful seven, eight figure brands that um, when you're a really niche product, you have to be doing to scale at all. And a lot of big brands, legacy brands, uh, aren't doing some of those low hanging fruit things. So the goal is to be able to come into a company and be able to audit it and see where those not month to month kind of consistent work things, but where are those systems that can be put in that are one-time things and, and uh, make their business better. And is there a specific thing that you work on? Like for me, it's email obviously. And is there a specific niche that you're like the best at right now? Yeah. So, so this is where I know I'll get tranched on. I, I know a lot of the e-commerce podcasts are now people are like, get specific, get specific. But my goal is not to work with a ton of brands and scale the agency. There's some some families in Denver that I've been able to prove myself to that have hired us for a bunch of e-commerce projects. And it's always just a bit been about being able to uh, make sure all of the SOPs are running before you're scaling ads. So I'm never going to claim I'm a Facebook ads guru. I'm a, a Google uh, guru. I do have principles that when you fire up each one of those things, you turn on um, and make sure that that those are being consistent. But the goal is, is before that you're doing any kind of performance spend, all your SOPs are in line, all of your triggers are there and making sure that the systems in place are able to get the most bang for every person that comes to your site, you're, you're able to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I started out with my own e-commerce like dropshipping brand, but now going full circle into what we're doing like, at the rug dealer and starting a brand from scratch with Rachel, it has been like a very eye-opening experience for me because I realized, you know, over the years I learned like, oh yeah, you just need more spend or you need to do a better landing page or you need these things. Now starting from the ground up, it's like, no, you need to have good branding, good packaging, good fulfillment or timely fulfillment, scalable fulfillment as well as all these other things in right. order to scale a brand successfully before you put any money down that right. like it's been almost a year or about six six to six to eight months since we launched and there's still so many things we have to do before we can, can even put money on ads it's so interesting man it's like it's like a bunch of chickens running around with their heads cut off just being like spend more money on facebook you know all, a lot of big brands and it's like if if the systems aren't put in place and you're not able to have the agility of your own fulfillment and distribution, which would be really crucial to kind of whether it's scaling with the you know 200 influencers at one time, those personal touches. If you don't have the ability to do all of these micro things in between, you're not able to get the most the most for your ad spend. You're kind of just spending and hoping. It's a it's a shotgun approach. So you know, I, I really do believe that there's a lot of room for organic growth right now and being transparent with growing an audience like you're doing with your rug brand and people know you for it and they want to support you. And uh, I think that there's going to be a lot to come in the few, in the next few years of, of creating that organic reach. And that's the way we're looking at it. We're not looking at like how hard or how fast can we scale this brand up from zero to whatever vanity metric you want to use. Uh, <laughs> it's more so like how can we build this up to be a very sustainable and long-term business that's also fun to work on rather than like stress, 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 because we had that during the holiday season and it, it was not fun. You know, I, I don't come from a camp of venture capital money. It was always about bootstrapping from $300. And when you're looking at a business in that approach, it's not about scaling to a million bucks tomorrow. It's about creating freedom for yourself first. And how do you create that first $6,000 a month in profit or $10,000 a month in profit that gives you kind of that freedom and extension and um, I, yeah, I commend you. I love it. I love the brand that you're building there and happy to support it. I really appreciate that. And I believe pretty much after you hit 5k a month, I think take home 
from the things that you do, that's when you get real fulfillment. Cause then it's like, everything is paid for your apartment, your house, your food, anything that might even come up is covered. And just to transition here from, you know, on the agency side, things that you're doing, you're also building up a brand. You got the sweater on dog sauce. How is that going? And any challenges that you, I guess, overcame while building that brand? Well, it, we're not built and we are not even a company. We are a product in very minor stages, but it has been a, a real challenge. It's been two years. The first year was about shelf stability and making sure that uh, we were able to get a product. So dog sauce is delicious dressing for hard and soft dog food. I want to be the ketchup of dog food. I believe that we've been feeding our dogs dry cereal without milk for too long. And that we're going to add a super easy additive to add nutrition and, and just make dogs uh, enjoy their meals a lot more. But it's been a process understanding th this group called AFCO. It's like the FDA pet food and making sure that we can sit on a Target and a Walmart shelf for 18 months. Um, like I said at the beginning, I've always been a wholesale guy leading. So it's been important for me to start with being able to get into those kinds of customers off the bat and B2B. And it was really challenging to get bone broth shelf stable for 18 months in a safe way. There's very few amount of man manufacturers that can make the process called retort nitrogen. So it's, it's a long, uh, uh, problematic um, thing. I probably, probably went through 40 manufacturers, but the samples and everything are final. Uh, we're in guaranteed analysis right now, and we're hoping to launch in the next 12 weeks. What I could tell you successes from Dog Sauce so far is we've built 46,000 people that are really engaged on Instagram at Dog Sauce. Give us a follow. The, the goal is to uh, brighten your day one time a day maybe two times a day with some silly dog content. You know, my previous business, because he was bootstrapped, was all about organic growth. And I told myself, whatever business I did next, I was going to want to be able to submerge myself in that content and never be upset, even after hours of going through it. And I think that's really showing within the community right now. It's, it's so cool to see my nieces, my nephew, my mom, whoever, uh, my friends, and just be like, that video was so funny last week. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it to be like an eight-year project. Um, not to backtrack, but you brought $5,000 brings freedom. My last brand took me five years before I made $5,000 a month. And by year three, I was graduating college. I was basically every dollar was into the business. And my rent was $800 a month. And my roommate, who was traveling with trade shows with me, helped me pay my rent. And I remember that first $5,000 a month in freedom and what happened when we started getting into big box and national distribution and it, it changed my life. But the, the reason why I bring that up is because we're back in that stage one right now with, with dog sauce. And it's going to be really fun to grow that community organically and to start back at uh, at zero for, in, in the dollar section of freedom. <laughs> well, the, the good thing I see about the way that you're doing this is number one, you have a team that you can already leverage to help out with any of the, at least like day-to-day -day side of things of, of or either fulfillment or uh what's it called fulfillment marketing etc so you have a team you know exactly how to do it because you've already done it before and it's just going to be a lot faster and with less mistakes so there's a lot less risk involved i'd say in this i hope yeah absolutely no no doubt i mean even just through the manufacturing process i've saved a lot of money by understanding when to spend the money and ask the right, the, the right questions getting our, our packaging filled right now there's funds that you're going to learn and, and do differently going about it this round we have 146 dogs uh if you have a dog that is an influencer on instagram hit me up and uh you know the goal is is to execute the things that work the best in the last brand so yeah exactly right 
So how do you plan on, I guess, organically expanding the brand? Because obviously D2C, the playbook's everywhere. You're in the community, the right community to, to understand all that. But aside from doing like trade shows, because I've been to a trade show and I realized how uh, how much of a mess it is to get into retail. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but now I know. And I'm like, I kind of don't want to do that. But obviously that's your main thing. Are you planning also on partnering up with like, veterinarians or like dog specialists or dog trainers we are we are um that's gonna be as soon as the first mass production is done i have a bunch of lists that it's i i'm gonna have to approach and make sure that i pick the right 10 15 um especially for e-commerce and how important that that will be yeah it, it, it's it's not something i had to do in my past business is find true experts uh that would be like you know the doctors of their field and they are you know doctors and It'll be, uh, I, I think, building the formula around exactly what I've read them prescribing people to do for certain gut and health things was, was a good thing from the start. Absolutely. I think that's the best way to go about it because then it kills two birds with one stone. Like, number one, it's a great product that uh, your dog is going to enjoy. But number two, it's also nutritious and healthy um, and provides those micronutrients or just general nutrients that. Uh, you might need to get another specific other product to, yeah. to and fill those. If you were listening right now, you probably were wondering what uh, what it is. It's it's sweet potato and chicken bone broth and beef bone broth, uh, depending on chicken or beef. Uh, there's a bunch of vitamins that's packed with glucosamine and, and good stuff that uh, help with probiotics, digestive, hair, skin, um, itching, and uh, a whole lot of good stuff like that. But the two main ingredients is bone broth and sweet potato. And uh, it's very similar to like what a lot of baby food is. And that's why I want to go after something that's super safe to juice up the food with the right kind of nutrition. Absolutely. And I think we kind of got ahead of ourselves here because I completely forgot to ask you why dog sauce or like why dog food-based dressing? Because I, I, I wouldn't have even thought about that niche to begin with. So I kind of alluded to it earlier, being an organic content person and truly caring about, you know, I want people to watch my stuff and not feel like an advertisement all the time and i want to post all the time and the community that screamed out most to me with that is pet um not only is it growing the right way but the communities that are surrounded by the type of content it's involved with is exactly what i i knew that i could get into for years and years and not be annoyed by it. i truly think dogs are angels they are pokemon so i love it and uh it, you know it, it makes me happy every day it doesn't feel like work and that's that's always what I've been after even when I was 20 years old starting the first business is like you know I started selling things door to door when I was 13 years old most of my closest friends grew up on food on food stamps and we would literally sell these pizza coupons and I learned at a young age how to sell and that's why I love trade shows I love wholesaling and as we got older I sold roofs and I would travel across the country knock on roofs that just got beat up by hail and and stay there for weeks at a time when I was 16 years old it was crazy and then one day I told myself I was going to do something that didn't feel like work. I enjoyed selling. I truly enjoyed connecting with these random people on their porches and meeting them and things like that. But it's going to be for my own thing. And um, changing that mindset was huge with the first business, uh, Resolution. It was a cannabis cleaner for anybody wondering. We became the number one cannabis cleaner for six years in, um, in that industry. And uh, we're in 25,000 stores across Canada, US, uh, Europe, and had a, built a good e-commerce presence too. But when I wanted to sell that business, it was because I was just too in the community. It was too much. You know, it started out as something I loved and then it got too much. And dog sauce is something I know that I can get into and be into for a very long time and not be distracted, like care about being in it for a long time. So this is the main, I guess, like your magnum opus as of now, that is a, that's what you're building. 
a thousand percent for a long time. Yeah. And we'll expand into a lot of products. And the goal is to make dog sauce, not necessarily just a brand, but a term. Dog sauce is something in the community I can do for a very long time and never get burnt out on it. That's the way I see it. I don't think the thing that I'm doing right now is that long-term play. Like I don't want to be an email marketing agency for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. I definitely see this more of a learning experience and like a stepping stone, kind of like what you're doing with your agency right now. And just being open to opportunities as they come along. Who knows? Maybe we could be growing the rug business and that could be the main thing after a while. But that's the great thing about entrepreneurship is no matter what opportunity comes up, you know you're able to figure it out. And that's like the main takeaway for me personally. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you should always be having your passion project. Again, I'm looking eight years, 10 years out on this thing. Um, But if you're giving free advice every week and you know that advice is worth something, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be accruing those customers as well. And that can create a whole different safety net to building your passion business. You know, at some point you you can only meet so many free times about strategy with some company that you know is doing big, big numbers. And I feel like that that's the, the, the role I keep falling into is like this big company that should have every, you know, all this locked in. We're giving a bunch of advice, keep getting callbacks. You got to be able to, at some point, monetize your time uh, on all that as far as growing the agency. No, absolutely. And that's the good thing about content. And that's also kind of like the bad thing about content because you kind of have to know, I, I try to share as much as I can, but there's also like I guess like 5% of information that I try to not share because I know that's monetizable. Like it could be our specific SOPs to doing something. Like I can share the general strategy or the designs that we've used or the copy that we've used, but like the internal processes of our team, it took a long, long time to set that up. And I don't think I'm ready to give that up yet. Uh, Maybe more so on a a one-on-one basis like this, or if I were to help out another agency. But when it comes down to, you know, sharing it to the mass audience, you know, that's like our bread and butter. For sure. Yeah. I'm somebody that has to learn something seven, eight times before I really get it. It's such an embarrassing thing. I was always a really bad student and it takes me many times of doing and learning it. And finally, in the last couple of years since selling, I've had time to be like, okay, what are those SOPs? And to write them down. And by the end of it, I'm like, this is a four hour breakdown, not a quick, you know, you can give them the quick strategy, but by the time, you know, the real implementations of something, let's just easy example, a Clavio, you know, with 12 different triggers and nine flows that are have to be implemented. What are the follow-up series that go with those? What yep. frequencies they're following? You're talking a very broad net that you've had to learn by spending your own money and figuring out what works. You, you know, I totally, that's where it's like, okay, I'm happy to share those, but I'm not happy to share my four hours repetitively and I, I need some kind of monetization on all that work of eight years of building this this little nugget, you know, that I, I didn't even know I was building, you know, during the first businesses. It's just important that th- they have to get done. Um, again, especially for the small micro niche products that aren't super broad and just Facebook ad. You know, I couldn't even run Facebook ads and obviously because of the, the cannabis cleaner. So um, you got really creative with that one very creative yeah i mean it worked in 2017 for a little bit and the returns were epic i mean epic it was like two dollars a cost per acquisition and uh it's scaling really good but as soon as i put thousands of dollars into it they banned my whole account and it was like i'm not even you know i'm not touching anything that shouldn't be it's it's literally a dawn soap and a plastic cap um but yeah you had to get really creative about how you were getting people uh to see your products for sure 
I guess that just goes back to major marketing principles of if you know how to get a customer, it doesn't matter the channel, the medium, whatever it is, you can still get that customer through whether it was like five years ago or five years into the future because those marketing, I guess those marketing foundations are still there. Yeah. I guess just to close things off here on the podcast, like what is the main thing that you're working on right now? And I guess what's the biggest learning lesson you've had over the last like year trying to build up Dog Sauce? So uh, Dog Sauce is the long-term brand. Alluvial is my agency. We only work with a few brands at a time. And I'd say the biggest learning lesson over the last year has been to keep it. You only want to work with a few brands at a time. Had a lot of room for growth, but I know that my team is not a 20-person team. And we can do a great job, but only so much at a time, you know? And to do things right, it takes months. The 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 biggest thing I would learn: take on less, work with uh, more niche, understand how to monetize your time, like we were talking about earlier, the right way without sinking your own ship. Yeah. Um. But dog sauce will be my baby for the next eight years. Again, the goal is to be truly like the ketchup of dog food. I want to be a big deal in the in the pet space. I want to be um, everywhere on social media. And um, the goal is is to you know, we did, we had 40 million views in the last 30 days on Instagram. And the goal is to keep that up. So when we're sitting on a target shelf and somebody walks by it, they've seen our logo before. And that's something that I know our agency does very different than most people that even get on the shelf and understand once they're on the shelf, they still need people that have seen it four or five times somewhere else. Those are all like fantastic things. And that's one thing I also learned is, you know, take on less, but charge a little bit more. So that way, you give the clients the right amount of attention and you, you actually fulfill on the services that you promised. Cause sometimes like I made this mistake in the past where I would take on so many different clients and I just wouldn't be able to fulfill for them because I'm overwhelmed and there's not enough time in the day where there's not enough employees in the company. So taking on less, but doing it right and doing it, it doesn't have to scale up immediately. It can, you can still scale up slowly and the compounding interest is there, but yeah, that's, that, that is crucial. And I'm really stoked to hear that you're in this for the long term. And I'm, I'm happy to see the the growth you've made over the last year. And I'm excited to see the launch of the brand as well. Thank you, man. I'm, I couldn't be more excited. I appreciate you having me on and getting talks with e-commerce. My dog must have a, ha, have had enough. He's going crazy <laughs> over here. Uh, but no, I, I really appreciate your time, man. And grateful to see you every week. And man, it's just, it's, it's incredible to be a part of this community and to see so many people that are making big moves in it. So um, sorry about him, but I re- really am grateful and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. So thanks, man. Yeah, of course. And just before we close off, where is the best place to find you? Uh, at Dak Sheets, D-A-K Sheets is the easiest place to find me at on at Dog Sauce. If you're interested in following the brand, getting a good goof in every day, uh, appreciate anyone's support. And if you want, you know, a Dog Sauce t-shirt or get on kind of like our friends and family care package list, uh, hit me up. I know a lot of you, if anybody's watching, uh, I have a lot of friends in the industry. Want to make sure everybody's taken care of. Dog sauce is on us. Uh, do- hopefully dog sauce to the moon. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Let's go. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate having you on and uh, I'll see you in the next. Sounds good, Nikita. All right. Have a good day. Thanks again for joining us on the Scaling E-Commerce Podcast. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review. It really helps out with the algorithm. If you want email marketing tips delivered straight to your inbox on a weekly basis from yours truly, then check out the link below or in the show notes to subscribe and join my newsletter. 
If you're a D2C brand with at least 10,000 email subscribers and interested in starting a conversation to work together, then go to aspectagency.com and we'd love to chat with you. And if you want to stay up to date with anything email and SMS, just follow me on Twitter at Nikita Vakrushev or check the show notes for the link. With that said, I'm Nikita and I'll see you in the next one.